Welcome to the All Financial Hour podcast with Steve Awe. Sometimes we talk about the myths of retirement here on the show, and Forbes says that one of the most common ones is that we'll be in a lower tax bracket when we quit working. It certainly seems to, I mean, kind of make sense, but it's not true, is it? No, in a lot of cases, I'm going to say the answer is no. It might be in the beginning part, but then when we start talking about the death of a loved one or we hit age 72 and the required minimum distributions kick in, it's not true anymore. I usually ask it at almost every presentation that I do. For those that are retired, how many are in or in a lower tax bracket? You know, are not in a lower tax bracket. And a lot of hands shoot up. And it's kind of nice to see that stuff when the people that are sitting there in the room go, well, wait a minute, why is that not true? And that's the question that you just ask. And I look at it, most of us have developed a lifestyle. Our lifestyle is built upon after-tax income. So during my working years, I, I live on my after-tax dollars. And that's a standard of living that I want to live once I retire. Well, we were only allowed to put money into IRAs and 401ks for most of our savings years. How is that going to be taxed when we take it out? It's going to be taxed as ordinary income. The exact same thing that it was when we deferred it years ago. So if I have to have so much income and I need the same type of spending, it, it kicks it in that I'm going to have approximately the exact same income. And that's where I look at it for people. You know, we talk about the markets and we talk about market risk. Right now, that's the big thing. Inflationary risk is big right now. You know, is it transitory? Is it going to go on forever? We don't know how long it will last, but I'm sure it's not going to stick around for the rest of our lives. But the thing that we don't talk about a lot right now is legislative risk. See, folks, when they gave us those 401ks and those IRAs, they said, okay, we're going to allow you to defer these taxes. When you start taking it out, it's going to become taxable income. And when you pass away, we're going to allow your heirs to stretch it over the rest of their lifetime. So this is a lifetime investment that it can go on to second generation. Well, guess what happened during the SECURE Act? They got rid of the stretch IRA. Now, all the money that we've saved, your IRAs, your 401ks, upon your passing, when they go to your children, your children will have 10 years to get it out of that taxable bucket. So instead of them stretching it over their lifetime, and if they prematurely pass, our grandchildren doing it, now they have to take it over a 10-year period. Wow. And I think that has changed tremendously. That's the biggest risk that we currently have out there is legislative risk. What's Congress going to do? They gave us the Roth IRA. Since they've given it, they've changed the rules three to four different times. They started limiting the amount that we could put into them. They started limiting who could put money into them. Now they're talking about, okay, Roth conversions. Roth conversions, if you make more than $400,000, you can't do. That includes the conversion. So the legislative risk is the biggest risk that we're currently facing. We have four years left of some of the lowest tax rates in history. January of 2026, if Congress does not make the Trump tax cut permanent, tax rates will go back to the Obama era tax rates. 
everybody will be getting a tax increase if they do not make that permanent. So my statement of it is, if you've got $500,000 or more, and the reason why I say that is the strategies that we implement work better if you have $500,000 or more in retirement assets. Give us a call. Let's look at it. Let's do a tax map. Let's find out, would Roth conversions make sense for you now? The question that I always ask people, and I think everybody comes with the exact same things. Almost everybody wants three different things. They want a higher net worth. They want more control of their assets, and they want to pay less taxes. Nobody really wants to pass the tax time bomb that's going on to our kids. So give me a call now. Let's take advantage of what's currently going on and try to get the things that we can do, pay taxes at a rate that we're willing to pay versus looking at what taxes are going to be three, five, ten years in the future, whatever Congress makes the decision that that's what we're going to do. Give me a call now. Let's take advantage of those strategies. Again, if you have $500,000 or more, the strategies work better. Give me a call now. Remember, we only got till January of 2026 to take advantage of these historically low rates. One of the big unknowns in retirement is what you're going to spend on health care. So what if I told you that you might lose as much as 14% of your nest egg to unexpected health care costs? That's what a study from the National Bureau of Economic Research found. It's a pretty big uh, percentage there. And researchers say that for wealthier retirees, the percentage will actually be higher. Bottom line, how do we prepare for this? Well, that's one of the things that's the, the big wild card, long-term care. It's, it's everybody is out there. 67% of the people are, think they're the ones that won't need long-term care. That's a big percentage. That's a big, yeah, it's a big that's number That's a there. big percentage when you start asking the question. And I think our industry's done a very poor job of selling long-term care. You know, what we do is we come out and we, we sell these big Cadillac plans. You know, if you go into a nursing facility, it's going to cost you $13,000. Let's buy this great big plan with a, inch, with a big inflationary buffer with it. And then all of a sudden people look down and says, I, I can't afford that. That's that's too much. So, that, you know, we use it like an all or none mentality. And, and I think that's we've done very poorly with that. You know, it doesn't have to be all or none. We can have something in the area of traditional long term care insurance. The problem with that is it keeps getting more and more expensive. So we look at how other ways that we could cover a long-term care exposure. I like to use the indexed universal life insurance policy. It's not for everybody because not everybody quote can, can, uh, you know, qualify for life insurance, but it gives me that availability that I could use the death benefit early. If I have a long-term care exposure, it's, it's designed completely different than the insurance that you've been sold your entire life. You know, I hated it when I sat across the table from an insurance agent and they would look at me and they go, Steve, you've got Lori and the two kids. We need to make sure you have coverage and I can get you the most death benefit that I can possibly get for the least amount of life insurance possible. I'm going to be honest. I felt guilted into buying those policies and I yeah. did. I felt guilted buying them. So when, when I started looking at life insurance in retirement planning, I was kind of jaded. But then I had to look at what we've got here. This is designed completely different. We're using the IRS code to our advantage. The IRS code says a insurance benefit 
you have to use after-tax money to put in. It grows tax-deferred. And if you take it out properly, it's not taxed. Okay, so wait okay. a minute. I get tax deferred growth, and if I take it out properly, yeah, you don't, I don't pay have to tax. Pay taxes yeah. on it. Yeah, so that's using code seven seven zero two of the IRS code, which is for life insurance, but it's designed differently. I want the least amount of insurance that I can possibly get into the policy and still call it life insurance, so I can put as much money as possible into it. And if I do have that long term care event, I can use part of that death benefit to offset that chronic illness. So I think it's a tool that can be used both ways because I use them for myself because I know one of two things could happen. I can have a long-term care event or I'm going to pass away. My heirs will benefit either direction. I prefer to stay alive longer and not worry about the long-term care. <laughs> but both will <laughs> work. All, yes. And that's what I said. I didn't care for insurance either. But I think it's a tool that a lot of people need to hear about. It's been going on for a long time. Let's sit down and talk about how that might help you with the coverage of a long-term care event. Thanks for listening to the All Financial Hour podcast. Catch the full show Saturday at 7 a.m. on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. Investment advisory services are offered by All Financial Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through its affiliate, All Insurance Group, LLC, Missouri Insurance License 803-9738. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. All Financial Group LLC is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal advice.